What's up, everybody? We're here with another episode of Questionable for Sunday. I got a healthy co-host this week. What's up, Connor? How you doing? Yo! What's up, Eric? How you doing, man? I'm good. I think I feel like last week the energy levels were maybe lacking a little bit. You know, you were, you weren't feeling well. Uh, I was getting ready to go to Vegas. I was just thinking about, you know, all those strippers' asses I was going to be slapping. Hey, you're a married man. Can you say that? <laughs> I don't know, but... Uh, Jared, it's, listen it's to the podcast. Serious question. I don't think so. I don't think she's Are a loyal kidding? listener. Oh, we have so much good content we put out. That's yeah, so that kind of, you know... I'll talk to her. It's like some people in our league, they don't listen to the podcast, so... True. We got one of those people with us today. <laughs> exactly. Special guest. Welcome <laughs> back. Uh, multi, multiple time guests now. One of the hottest teams in the league, riding a three-game winning streak. Had to bring him on, Hovey. Welcome back. Thank you very much for having up, me Hovey? back, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'll start out with a shout out, Hova, to begin with to myself. Um, I'd like to point out two things. Uh, one, Jaron is the one that drags Erickson to the strip club, so I just like to point <laughs> that out, which we all saw in Vancouver. And True. two. I am completely caught up on the podcast, so you guys can shove it up your dick holes because we're all good now. So sick and tired of hearing all these shout-outs. Oh, he doesn't listen. Yeah, whatever, dude. I'm caught up, so we're ready to go, all right? I love to hear it. I got to be honest, dude. The last time you were on the pod, it was uh, you and Chris with Eric, and I was out of town. And uh, just to be totally honest with everyone, that's the only podcast that I've actually listened to. I uh, really don't like the sound of my own voice. And, you know, I, I lived the podcast. But uh, I, I'll never forget being in my hotel room at, like, because it was two hours ahead. It was, like, 1130 at night p.m. And I was crying tears of laughter because you guys were shitting on me so hard. Okay, <laughs> And I got to be honest, it was one of the funniest things I've ever experienced. And I really appreciated it. Good, man. <laughs> that was the point. That was the game plan going in. So <laughs> Exactly. We got another great podcast in store for you guys today. Um, you know, we're gonna, obviously going to recap last week, um, look at the playoff picture, uh, and then we got a real special segment for you guys. Uh, not going to spoil anything just yet, but you're going to want to stay tuned for that one. And then, as always, we're going to break down the uh, the week ten matchups here. Got some pretty big matchups this week, so going to get our hot takes on this one. Uh, but want to start with a question for our guest here. You know, last time on you're on Hobie pretty early in the season, so kind of hard to see how things were shaking out at that point. Uh, you know, just about a month ago, you're sitting at three and three, not really sure what your team was going to be, but now uh, riding a three game winning streak, sitting at six and three, looking pretty solid for that playoff picture, maybe a uh, contention for a top two seed, get that first round by. Uh, you know, what have you thought of your team lately? What's it been like to kind of see your team t- make a huge leap and head towards the top of the standings? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty great. I mean, last time I believe it was Melvin Gordon that was coming back that week, or he announced that he was coming back not that week, but the week after. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge hit for me with uh, having Eckler and how well he was doing, who was kind of carrying my team at that time. And uh, I mean, he's actually done pretty well since then. But the biggest thing are my receivers. Like I paid big money for them going into it, and they weren't really producing that well when the season had started. And so, and then with Drew Brees getting hurt and everything like that, nobody knew. So it's been nice. They've been going off lately. It's been good to see my running backs have actually been decent. Um, I took a hit from that trade with Joe with Disley. That was the week that that happened. Uh, but I got a couple good weeks out of him. I mean, up until Zach Ertz kind of went off last week, it was, it was a good trade on my end and Mixon had scored a couple touchdowns. He gotten his way in. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's been nice. It's shaped up the way I thought it was going to be, and you know, looking forward to the rest of the year. And it's crazy too because you drafted Muhammad Sanu, and you've kind of just been sitting on him, you know, since forever. And now all of a sudden, he just had a big blowout game for the Pats. I mean, that's got to be a huge boost for your team. Yeah, I got I got pretty uh, good with that because I had uh, Manuel Sanders also who I drafted. So um, both of them getting traded into more of like kind of a high powered offense. Both of them did great for me last week. Um, I didn't start Sanu just because like getting in, it was new. I probably should have, but I wasn't too worried about last week. So it's it's good to have him moving forward, um, seeing that he's going to be a big part of that offense. Yeah, you didn't have a lot to worry about last week. Let's just get right into the recaps here and start with your game. Uh, not much to worry about for you as you cruise to a victory over Jordan, uh, 134.2 to 75.9. Uh, Jordan would just, you know, kind of stays true with his what he's been doing all year, just three players and double figures. Uh, he has, let's see here, we got uh, two, three, four, five, six, six players who finished with six or less points for him. Uh, so not a great performance there. Uh, Hobie, you get th- uh, some pretty big performances. Mike Evans with 30. Uh, the Thursday night game paid off big for you. You have Kenyon Drake, another player who got traded on your team. Uh, scored 26.2. And Emmanuel Sanders, you mentioned him. He gets 20.7. Uh, just looking at your team these last few weeks here, I've, I took down some stats to highlight on your team. In the last three games, your three-game winning streak, you've outscored opponents by 253.9 points. So that's on average 84.63 points per week. And I mentioned that big Thursday night game. After Thursday, you had a 46.9 to 7.2 lead. And uh, we mentioned Mike Evans there with 30. That's his second straight week of going over 30 points. And this week, you even had uh, this last week, you had Mike Thomas on by. Uh, he's been one of your most consistent players. And even then, you're still able to get to victory. Uh, so I'm sure you were pretty happy to see a big time performance there. All right. That's enough positive things. <laughs> what are you going to say? Just tell I mean, me what, like, what do you have to say from those stats that you just heard after the last three games that you can disprove? You know like, what I want to know? Like, I yeah. want to know who you played the last three weeks. Okay, so you played Jordan, right? We all can. I mean, yeah. Jordan. And I was thinking about this today. It happened to me. It happened. It's gonna. It's happening to him. We're seeing it right now. But it's the post championship hangover that just kills people. Okay. And, you know, for those of you who haven't won, you've never experienced it, but that season after can be quite a doozy. So, okay, you played Jordan, scrub. You played Chris, scrub. And then you played me when I scored 33 points. I mean, let's talk about that that quality of. of Here's the thing is, it it doesn't really matter at this point who I'm going to play because my team scored so many points. I believe two weeks ago, they scored 180, which is the highest of the year. So I wouldn't be anyone in the league. Like it, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Right. I mean, my team came to play. There's didn't. Sorry about it. Like that's just how it is. So also I want to add the points scored are what matters, right? Like I don't give a shit what you have to say. Who I played, no matter against you, my points were still pretty high. They still would have been competitive with anyone in the league. That's true. Uh, I do want to add that the 181.8, that is the highest score of the season. And actually, I updated the Google Doc today. We're going to talk about it. But there's actually a prize for the highest scoring game. So, yeah, another another great week for Hovey. Let's not try to try not to gush too much about his team here. Um, Jordan, there were some bets made on Jordan's team last week to get that last point spot. Uh, Not looking too great after this performance of 75.9, the uh, lowest scoring total of the week. 
Um, but let's move on to our next matchup here. Uh, this game was pegged as our game of the week last week. Not much of a contest here. Uh, my five-game losing streak was snapped. Jerry dominates me 142.1 to 89.4. That's my lowest scoring game of the season. Uh, just looking at Jerry's team here. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, and Tyler Lockett combined to score 85.7 points. So those three guys on his team um, almost outscored my entire team. This one was never really close. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one for me. Jerry's team uh, continues uh, to stay hot. That's four games in a row now for him. He takes over the first place spot. Uh, I was hoping I had some high hopes for this one, but uh, not too- I'm a little surprised by how bad my team got blown out by, but not that I lost. Well, that's the that's the problem, dude. And I keep on telling you this, dude. The biggest issue with our league is having hope. You can't have any hope, okay? That's that's the real trick. If you want to be happy, you can't think you're going to win. Exactly. And, uh, you know, for me, Kirk Cousins with a big game, 21. Uh, Devontae Parker catches a touchdown. Uh, no one else really anything crazy for me. On my bench... Uh, Damian Williams scored 19.8. He ripped off a 91-yard touchdown run. I actually got a, a stat from Spencer earlier in the week. He, uh, Damian Williams's 91-yard touchdown run on Sunday accounts for 9.5% of his career total rushing yards. <laughs> so uh, pretty crazy, but hoping there's more uh, to come for Damian Williams as I'm going to need him if I want to make a championship run. Uh, he has scored touchdowns the last two games, so maybe a little hope. But uh, And if you had put him in your starting lineup, you would have received the longest rushing touchdown year-long bounty. But since you didn't, that is not in your possession. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a rough one uh, there. Uh, opportunity miss, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe now that he's in my starting lineup this week, he can uh, pull it off again. Uh, but moving on to our next matchup here, uh, we had another blowout. Our, our co-host here, Connor, taking on Chris. Uh, the opposite theory comes back to life with Connor getting a 133.4 to 84.8 victory. Christian McCaffrey with the big day for Connor. He gets 36.1 points. Uh, looking at McCaffrey here, that's his third game of 30 or more points this season. Um, just looking at his total season stats, in Week 2, McCaffrey scored 6.3 points against the Bucks. If you throw out that game, his next lowest performance was 19.7, um, which also came against the Bucks. And uh, Connor, some some waiver wire pickups, making some pretty big contribu- contributions for you. Jalen Samuels with 12.8, Zach Pascal with 16.1, and uh, a player you drafted at the end of the draft, Jamison Crowder, gets you 18.3. I'm sure you got to be happy seeing them put up those kind of numbers. I was I was pretty pumped. I mean, this is the this is the team that I've I knew I had. Uh, you know, obviously I've stumbled a little bit lately, but you know I knew at the end of the day my team is nasty. And I was a little shocked actually last week when it came out that T.Y. Hilton was going to miss some time. I go to the the free agency pool and no one owns either of the Colts uh, wide receivers at the time, Paris Campbell and Zach Pascal. So I nabbed both of them. Um, and it looks like Paris Campbell, he scored some points, but he's going to miss some time as well. So uh, for some reason, I got Zach Pascal for free. It's probably because the Ericsons were in Vegas. Exactly. And uh, Hilton, yeah, sounds like originally might be out a few weeks. Uh, sounds like he might have a chance to play this weekend, but uh, Pascal still a really solid pickup there. Um, if, if Hilton does miss any more time, uh, for Chris, no, no huge scores. Some, his, his, uh, studs kind of gave him their usual production, but nothing big. Um, Can we talk about the elephant in the room? Uh, what is that? 
It's a uh, Mikol Hardman. Oh yeah, negative 1.3 points. Yeah, a rough one for Chris. How Obviously, the hell does uh, that happen? Sterling Shepard and Brandon Cooks uh, out for him. So negative Hardman. 1.3 as a wide receiver. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Let's take a look at the stats. Like here. You get half a point for a catch. Like, he doesn't even have to get any yards. You it's like he had, a, three, he had one like... carry for seven yards and a fumble. So it's like he fumbled it, done. and they like get the fuck off the field, and they never play another down. So yeah, rough one for Chris. Uh, he had a two-game winning streak there in that snap. So uh, he falls to two and seven. Connor improves to six and three. Uh, looking at our next matchup here, uh, we had Curtis taking on Tristan in a high-scoring matchup. Curtis takes the victory, 135.1 to 120.6. Uh, Melvin Gordon, a big game here for Curtis. Gordon entered the week with 30.4 points and then scored 24.4 on Sunday, including two touchdowns. He also got a second straight 20-plus point performance from Kenny Galladay and also five touchdowns from Russell Wilson. Uh, so a big game there for him. I think uh, this uh, after this week, our bet is over, to be honest. Yeah, so Melvin Gordon moves ahead of Gio Bernard there in the points. By about 25 be... points. I think I, I, I checked. Honestly, it was like neck and neck until this past weekend. Does he even have 25 points all year? Uh, Melvin or uh, Giovanni? No, Giovanni. Giovanni has like 30-something. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like 32, so. Do you think uh... – do you think there's many black guys named Giovanni? I just thought of this. I think he might be. I think Whoa, there's dude. other ones. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's not, not touch that subject. I'm not ready for this topic, dude. We're not, not ready. ready for this. Oh, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Tyron no, is an Irish No, name. I don't. No, I don't think that there is. <laughs> Tyrell is an Irish is an Irish. Tyrone is an Irish Tyrone. name. Tyrone. Yep. Tyrone. Gotcha. Tyrone. 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 Coming to a crib <laughs> near you. Uh, <laughs> and who knows when? Probably like 2045, but who's counting? I mean, whenever the uh, housing market starts to dip. Uh, but yeah, still a solid performance from Tristan's team. Uh, Marvin Jones gets 22.6. Devin Singletary, 21.5. 25 from Stafford. Uh, just looking at Tristan's schedule this year, Tristan's two highest scoring performances this year have both resulted in losses. Uh, this week was his highest scoring week. He also scored 120.4 points in week three against Jordan and lost that one. So uh, the two best weeks Tristan has had this year have both ended in losses for him, and he falls to 2-7. and seven. That's rough. Uh, moving on to our next matchup here, we had Joe taking on Spencer, and uh, to everyone's displeasure, Sauron takes the victory 112.3 to 104.2. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, everyone except one person, or maybe everyone. Maybe everyone yep. likes seeing Joe lose money. Um, but Dak Prescott has the big game on Monday night to give Joe the victory, 21.4 points. He also got 21.1 out of Montgomery, and Zach Ertz kind of snapped out of his funk with 20.8. Um, for Spencer, Derrick Henry had a big game, as well as Preston Williams. Uh, Spencer loses uh, Preston Williams to the season. He does score 21.7 points on Sunday, but he's now out for the season. Uh, so a pretty big loss for him there. Uh, David Montgomery over 20 for the second straight week. Um, so that was uh, part of the Joe and Tristan trade. So a nice pickup there for Joe. And that uh, sounds like Kamara is going to be coming back uh, maybe this week for him as well in that deal. Uh, looking at Spencer's team, uh, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about one of the players he's getting back this week. That's Kareem Hunt. He returns from suspension. 
what do you guys think about Kareem Hunt's potential moving forward as we head down the stretch here? I think he's really going to kick some ass. Like on the football field or like uh, just in, in Or maybe general. in a hotel room. Just, I mean, the guy's a real kicker. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm a little pissed because uh, my dumb ass was drunk one night thought I, and I dropped him. So um, in this kind of league, you can't be making those mistakes. So he should be on my team. Um, did you draft him? Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. With like my last pick or one of the last picks. And I drafted him and then I dropped him like an idiot and then realized like right when Spencer picked him up that I did it. I thought, to be honest with you, I thought it was a different league. So um, that was my mistake. Are you playing in other leagues, dude? Yeah, I am. I got a work league, dude. Sorry. What's it's her just name? a work league. Calm down, all right? What's her See? name? It's a free work league that means nothing except for bragging rights. I don't give a shit about it. The one but thing I will I, say I about Kareem that. Hunt, though, I feel like, um, and I, I kind of didn't, I didn't want any piece of him out of the draft. I feel like holding on to a player for ten weeks on your bench is just kind of a waste, especially when you know you want to get those early victories and you got a player who's not contributing. So I actually don't think it's that bad of a decision to drop him. I just checked; you dropped him back in September, so he hasn't been clogging your roster for a while. But um, I think he'll take some carries away from Nick Chubb, but um, I think they're probably going to be like some one A, one B action, double headed dragon. Um, but still both decent. Chubb's still better. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, he's, he is coming back after 10 weeks and everything like that. So there's going to be a slight, you know, dip in, in production just for him getting back. But, I mean, it's still a great addition to have on your bench at this time of the season moving forward. So um, that's just the part that bugs me a little bit more about me dropping him is, yes, it would have plugged up a spot. It would have done everything. But as everyone knows, I don't ever fucking spend money. So I just get my players for free, which has been a huge point on this podcast. So probably wouldn't have done anything anyways, right? So Spend money, make money, bro. Exactly. Sometimes you just got to wait it out. Muhammad Sanu, perfect example, right? So. Yeah, Connor, so suck on that one. Suck on that double-headed dragon. Going to our last matchup here, we had Ben. Wait, whoa, we got to talk about the bet. Come on, dude. What bet is that? Dude, uh, Joe's bet. Well, we me. haven't yeah, recapped the whole game yet, guy. Oh, Jesus. Well, dude, listen. Double headed dragon I, I thought, in your I thought you were going to the next God, game, like the dude. next. All right, all right, my No, bad. calm down. So, you know, I got to get, you know, Connor's is trying to skip on you guys, but. Dude, I'm standing good, up. As, I'm pumped right now, man. As a good driver here, I'm going to drive our podcast to our last country. matchup. Got Rocky music on. That's uh, Ben and McCory. Ben with a, a convincing victory, 135 to 81.5. Uh, looking at my notes here, that we got uh, 71 combined points for the rookies on Ben's team. That's Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, and DK Metcalf. Uh, Devontae Adams does return this week for Ben. Curious to hear what you guys think. Uh, do you feel like Devontae Adams returning to the Packers maybe takes uh, some value out of Aaron Jones a little bit? Jones is a pretty good receiver when Adams was out of the lineup, but now that he's back, uh, personally... I feel like uh, maybe that hurts Jones's uh, targets, his opportunities a little bit. Um, but maybe I'm just saying that because I traded away Jones and he went off after I traded him. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't really know about that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is very good at when nothing's open and people release in. They, I, I don't think it's really going to hurt him that much moving forward because if he's covered, other people might be open, but he's always going to have that outlet for Aaron Jones. Um I don't think it's going to hurt it as much as you you might think it is. So. Here's my uh, here's my prediction. 
Um, I think that it's not necessarily going to hurt Aaron Jones, but what it's going to do is it's going to force Ben to play one Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams because I don't see both of them feasting like they had the past couple weeks with Devontae Adams in the lineup. So he might have to stick with one or find the hot hand, uh, but that may be a struggle for him in the future is choosing who to start. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Williams was the beneficiary this week. He gets 13.9 points. Uh, mm-hmm. Jones, who he started, only got 3.4. I was going to say, that's just what's scary about the Packers running backs is that's why it's so hard to draft them because their offense is so good every year, but that's because they throw it so much, and then you never know. They switch out, I swear, at the goal line and whatever for the running backs so often. It's hard to choose one or the other that you're going to play. I mean, Aaron Jones is clearly – you know, he's been the dude all year. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jamal Williams has been killing it the last couple of weeks. So yeah, it's a tough predicament, but it's a good one to have, you know, I yeah. mean, you just got to hope you make the right choice when it comes down to it. Yep, it's that... better than playing Michael Hardman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, this week, Tyler Eifert, who was on by would have been a better play than Michael Hardman. So uh, just throwing that out there as uh, we end our recaps here of the week nine. I uh, also wanted to, Recap the daily fantasy contest from this last week. Um, unfortunately, Joe was the victor with a score of 170.42. Um, he had Russell Wilson as his top scorer and uh, Marvin Jones and Christian McCaffrey. So some good plays there for Joe. And uh, don't forget to enter the contest this week. Um, so that's the six or seven of you who actually actually play. Uh, don't forget to get in there. Actually, actually. I will say it is uh, as someone who – who does play each week. Um, it is a good time. I've gotten second, which kind of sucks, but at least it's thrilling to know that if you're someone whose team is pretty shit in our normal fantasy league, that you actually have a chance of winning some of your buy-in back um, if you just donate $5 each week. So exactly. I wish it was um, more like you get some money back if you're in the top half of teams instead of just winner-take-all. Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's only like six people, people bro. Yeah, so what, yeah, so that's three, do? three, dude. Three people, and then you get your money back. Like, it, well, you know, if everyone good. in the league, you know, nutted up and played, then maybe we could do that. But you know, some people just, you know, they don't have a double-headed dragon, so they're <laughs> not in there. Uh, but uh, Connor, you know, last week on the pod, uh, you know, you were you were sick. You know, the energy wasn't all there, but you did make a nice bet with Joe here. Joe laid a 20 to 1 odds on someone to pick a perfect week, and that is exactly what you did. Uh, so you. on your $5 bet, taking home $100. So mm-hmm. congrats to you on making some quality EEIG prediction picks. Yeah, and the uh, the greatest irony is that I literally just copied Joe's pick. <laughs> like, I actually said that on the podcast even before we – recorded I, I literally just copied all of his picks i thought it'd be like a little funny gimmick and uh yeah 100 bucks so there was one game i was looking at it because i i did listen to the podcast so i knew what was happening and um there was one game that was actually pretty close i want to say i think it was tristan's game at the beginning where it was like the projections were for the other favor and i'm like ah shit Connor, you're about to lose and then i mean it just then that score ended up being a blowout which is great but that's awesome man. joe was Congrats. actually predicted to lose i think in the maybe that's quarter the of the dallas yeah. game that was hilarious though yeah. actually he was saying something like he's like i could just sit 
uh, one of my players <laughs> lose, like lose the bet or win the bet, excuse me. So it's kind of funny for me because like he plays his players, he gets his win. I win the bet. So I basically, he paid for my buy-in for the whole year. That's nice. Thanks, Joe. But if he doesn't make the playoffs, then that whole win right there will have cost him a hundred bucks from nothing. He just paying your he just paying for your buy and off one off of one week of him like possibly not making the playoffs. That's great. So nice. Joe Luck not in effect last week. Yeah, dude, no, can't be Connor Luck. Effect. All right, come on. Exactly. But wait, Luck at Irish. Luck at the Irish, baby. You did say that you went to Vegas, right? How was the Joe Luck in Vegas compared to this bet? Uh. I, I believe was, he won like $300 the first night or something like that, right? Oh, yeah. Joe had a nice parlay the first night. Uh, I don't know if it was a winning trip for any of us who were there. Uh, but so not a ton of Joe Luck going on. We almost had Joe Luck in the airport uh, when we were leaving Seattle. Uh, they were offering $500 to have people stay behind because the flight was full. Mm. So we signed up for that, hoping uh, that... Um, me and Joe and Jaron could all did. get 500 bucks, but then the people that they were that would have filled up the plane didn't show up, so we didn't get the opportunity to uh, such, such Joe luck not, not being able to make your flight and getting 500. What is it like a $500 voucher? It was like a oh, Amazon like gift card. Oh, okay, sick, bro. So you can't even use it in Vegas, nice. yeah, but yeah, still would have been nice, but uh, so yeah. almost some Joe luck off the bat, but not quite, so uh, not exactly looking for, but still, still a good trip nonetheless. Uh, but Connor, you mentioned the playoffs there. Let's take a look at our playoff picture uh, now as we enter week 10. So w- what do we got left? Four weeks left in the regular season here. Wow. So we're heading down that home stretch. Uh, we got a new team at the top of the standings. As you mentioned earlier, that's Jerry's Berries. He has at 7-2, and two, also leading the league in scoring with 1,231 points. I'm also uh, at 7-2, and two, but behind Jerry in points. Um, by quite a bit, sit, currently sitting at 1,040. Uh, we got our, our two fellow um, podcast guests here, our hosts and our guests. Thank Sorry. you. I'm not a fucking host. I am <laughs> uh, a fucking host, God damn it! I put oh, the same amount of time every week you're as you host. do, Eric. <laughs> Hobie uh, at 6-3. and three. That's a lot. You missed the week that I was on before. Yeah, exactly. So you, I was left. dealing with my two-headed dragon. My oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. Uh, Hobie at 6-3 and three in third place. He's the second leading scorer in the league, 1,138 points. And then Connor tied with him, also at 6-3. and three. Uh, Joe, Let's be Con- honest, though, who owns that tiebreaker? Hobie does own the tiebreaker. So don't put me in the same fucking category. And I'm in true <laughs> third place. Let's be honest. Don't, don't put that shameful. I'll, I'll give you that tiebreaker, right? bro. I'll give it to you. No, no, the two-headed dragon is tied with Hobie. Sick, bro. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, I got waxed the other week, all right? I don't care who was on by or whatever. Exactly. And uh, we got Joe in fifth. He's currently at five and four. And then our sixth spot... Um, as you guys know, the highest scoring team not already in the playoffs. Currently, that is McCory. He's four and five, so one game behind a few teams standings wise, but at 1,015 points. Um, he's currently about 13 points ahead of Ben, who is also at five and four, along with Curtis at five and four. So lots of teams still in the mix there for those last few spots, as well as multiple teams in the mix for those top two seeds who, as you guys know, get the first round by in the playoffs. So as we head down the stretch here, lots of anticipation to see how that shakes out. And uh, we got a great segment to debut for you guys. But first, we have an ad from one of our sponsors. Hey, guys. Connor here. 
Did you know that urinary tract infections affect 150 million people every year? While not considered a sexually transmitted infection, sexual activity is highly correlated to UTI contraction. The primary infector of the urinary tract is the gut bacteria E. coli, which can live outside the body for up to a day. Interestingly enough, half of all women will get a UTI in their lifetime, according to an anonymous online source. Women are more susceptible to UTIs due to their shorter urethra and its closer proximity to the anus. Women have tons of ways to prevent UTIs, like using a contraceptive diaphragm during sexual intercourse, not having penetrative sex, or playing softball. Millions of men also suffer, but just like Catholic priests touching little boys, talking about it is taboo. For men, stopping a UTI before it afflicts your dick can be troublesome and difficult. Preventative methods include wearing a condom at all times, wiping from back to front, which is crazy, or not sticking your dick in a Chipotle burrito. But there is another way. Introducing the Badonk Badouche for men. All the positive features of the normal Badonk Badouche, but with a twist. Instead of being that go-to, on-the-go, stench trench cleaner, the Badonk Badouche for men comes with a special nozzle designed to fit right into your penis hole. Manufactured, produced, and tested in the Swiss Alps, the Badonk Badouche for men will clean your, ure your urethra in no time, just pop the Nas and shove that 10-inch stainless steel straw up your pee hole for a full cleansing effect. Using patented Whirlpool technology that we've all grown to love, the Badonk Badouche for Men will clean your semen highway and leave you feeling violated. Ever wonder why you feel a burning sensation on your schlong after pounding 16 chicken wings at Buffalo Wild Wings? Pull out your Badonk Badouche for Men, extend the 10-inch stainless steel nozzle into your wiener orifice, and squeeze the douche for a full-blown body makeover. Your junk will be back to normal in no time. Caught banging the secretary after work hours by the homosexual janitor who only speaks Russian? Just insert the 10-inch stainless steel straw up your penis and all your problems will go away. It's that easy. And with a simple click of your mouse button, the badonk badouche for men can be yours. Now, I know what you're thinking, but Connor, having a UTI is awesome because it makes my orgasms more pleasurable. So... Go to mybadonkbadouche.com backslash mybadonkbadouche for men and use the promo code EEIG for 4% off your next badonkbadouche for men purchase. With such savings, these cock decontaminators are being sold at an extraordinary discount. The badonkbadouche for men. Don't let your little guy stop you from enjoying your morning shit. All right. Special thanks to our sponsor there for supporting the pod. Hope to hear them next week um, after a week hiatus there. Uh, but now we have a, a great segment to debut for you guys. Uh, we're going to play EEIG Trivia. So uh, I'm going to host here and uh, Connor and Hovi are our contestants. I'm going to ask. Wait, 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 before we get started, I just want to say something. In high school, I was on the winning trivia team for the High Five Challenge, which is basically a trivia contest uh, between the different high schools in Portland that's on Saturday afternoon. So just giving my credentials. I want to say I won uh, trivia down at the Ram with Erickson one time because we cheated and looked on our phones. So that's who wow, we're up against. Multiple week. times. Well, don't cheat multiple this Multiple right? wins, but it was cash money, all right? We were broke back then. Also, I want to say one more thing. Uh, I actually do trivia every Monday. What up? G get at me. So I'm going to give a shout-out to my true trivia teammates, uh, Andy Hilsenkopf and Alex Bullock. If you're listening, we did talk about the podcast this week, so they might be one of those downloads. Nice. So uh, some new listeners there, shout out to them. Uh, Sorry about that advertising. I just have a question before we start this. Why did you choose to unroll this with me on this week? 
like know? it's the whole, it's the worst person you could have asked. I've been in here this league forever. I don't know shit. I don't pay attention to last year. I don't even know what year I won before, and yet I'm the one sitting on this podcast, going to look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, and I, I hate it. See. I'm pissed. I think I'm, uh, I'm I actually mad. give Hobie the advantage in this one, uh, just because he's been in the league longer. But we'll have to see what happens here. I wouldn't. Uh, no, so I'm going to ask you guys some questions, and then. Uh, if you want to answer, just say your name, and then I'll call on you to answer. So Wait, I say my own name? Yep. No, you're going to say my name, oh, dumbass. <laughs> so uh, I went through the league history and uh, put together some questions for you guys, and uh, I got some good ones here. So let's uh, jump right into the first question. There's 10 total. Uh, so <laughs> hey, let's see if we come out victorious. You, dude, Fuck you, dude. So uh, the first uh, year of the EIG was 2008, <laughs> but when you look through the league history... Um, the one that we've kept updating on ESPN starts at 2009. So in 2009, Joe won the first of his five EIG championships, uh, finishing eight and six, and he beat Spencer 109.1 to 38.5 in the championship. Wow. wow. Who finished last that season? Connor. Connor, what is your answer? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Hovey finished last that season. That is incorrect. Hovey, do you guess? Uh, I'm going to say Kyle Watt. You said Eric, dude. You're supposed to say your own name, dude. <laughs> that is my name. What the fuck? Okay. Like, come on, dude. Your name's Hobie. not Eric. It's Hobie. Sorry, Hobie. So you repeat your answer again? I'm going to say Kyle Watts. That is also incorrect. Fuck. The answer is Aaron Quammen. Oh, dude. How did I not get that? So, uh, Connor, that probably, that, you probably don't know that one. The That's human okay. orangutan himself. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But you guys called the human orangutan. <laughs> Dude, he's a redhead, lanky dude. With he used to have braces, and his lips stuck out a little bit, and his <laughs> arms were hella long, and he was just hella awkward, and just walked around like a fucking. I don't know. I used to call him an orangutan back in the day. Like when you go and look at the, how sad they look, like with their lives when they're at the zoo and just uh-huh. sitting there. That just reminds me of Aaron Quaman in a nutshell. So uh, a note here, Hovey's team name during that season oh, God. was White Power. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So, Whoa. Uh, Did you have sure James White one. on your team or something? Was it White like Power. a? It was the Dave Chappelle sketch, right? There's a so, picture uh, of Clayton Bigsby. Oh, on Clayton it. Bigsby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a big. That was big that time. So yeah. don't think I'm some fucking. Don't don't be pulling that shit. All right. So, so just wanted to come pull on, Eric. Out, uh, I have a black it was, it was a guy. I have time, a black dude. guy at my wedding. Andrew gives me shout outs. I'm close with the African American community. We're fine. All right. So don't <laughs> don't be pulling that shit. All right. So I just wanted to bring that up. I got a bonus question about that season. Uh, so I mentioned Joe dude, won the how championship. Can it be a bonus question. This is the first question. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Joe won his first championship that season. Uh, who was his highest scoring player that season? Oh my god, uh, Eric. Go ahead. No, fuck. Never mind. Was, no, never All right. mind. Connor. Bad. All right, Connor. Uh, Adrian Peterson. That is incorrect. Hovey, do you want to take a guess? Steven Jackson. That is also incorrect. The answer was Chris Johnson, who finished with 342.9 oh. mm. points for an average of 21.4 a game. And this is was during standard scoring for us, so uh, no half PPR or anything like that. So wow, it's a pressing season there. All right, moving on to our next question. Score still 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> uh, so some news for you guys. Today I found out that uh, uh, the baby uh, Jaren and I are having in February is going to be a girl. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. So, uh, Congrats, question. man. Uh, Eric will become the first member of the current EIG to be a dad this February. But who was the first dad to ever participate in EIG? 
Eric. What's your answer? Marcus Abarcus. That is correct. Marcus Abarcus was a member of the league in 2009 for one season. So, uh, Connor, since you don't know, Wait. Marcus Abarcus was Aaron Quammen's <laughs> father. I'm going to tell you a story about Marcus Abarcus. Really Marcus? No, listen, listen. This is the story that I'm going to tell you right now. Marcus Abarcus, his real last name is Quammen. Marcus Quammen, right? This dude legally changes his last name to a Barkus. So on his tombstone, it will lie. Here lies the carcass of Marcus Abarkus. I shit you not. It's a true story. This man also showed up when we were in about third grade to the church New Year's Eve party, absolutely shit faced with his girlfriend and sang karaoke all night and absolutely crushed it. And then he got his right ear pierced while having a girlfriend to prove that the right ear does not mean that you're gay. If you <laughs> only have that one pierced. This is the family that we let join our. Dude, our why'd you guys let this guy leave? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, you know, now he's just kind of urban legend, but yeah, Marcus Barkus, 2009 member of the EIG. You mentioned those church parties. That was uh, at Chris Smart's church. Those were pretty lit so shout out to chris for his they were lit. church parties uh so hobie now takes a 1-0 lead here in the standings uh, moving on to our next question so uh looking back at one of our past members another past member mitchell galehouse was removed from the league in 2018 by connor but did take home <laughs> okay, a... after popular demand okay, yeah, yeah after I, this I dude hits me up well, hey, Hovey, what do you think about kicking Mitchell out of the league? And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to call this dude, kick him out of our league. I'm like, they're like, oh, word around the street is you're the last one to talk to him. I'm like, yeah, what, four years ago? Like, I'm the last one. They're like, oh, everyone thought that you're going to care the most. I'm like, okay, let's calm down, right? Like, All right, so Mitchell wasn't moving to the league in 2018. Me, by the way. <laughs> but he did take home a league title in 2010. Mitchell was known for naming his team after 80s bands. What was his team name when he won the championship? Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? I, I feel like I know his last one, but I'm not sure. I'm going to say, okay, Hovey. Um, I know we had Dexy's Midnight Riders was one of them. I want to say I want to say it's like Flock of Seagulls or something. That is incorrect. Connor, do you want to take a chance at this one? Well, wait. Flock of Seagulls is my uh, childhood friend's Xbox Live name. Nice. Oh, maybe it's Flock of Deer. No, I think it's Flock of Deer. (laughs) Um, Do I want to take a guess on a name, a fantasy football name, named after an 80s band? Obscure 80s band. So I have to come up with one on the spot. I've been thinking I I really can't. Um, If I get the band right, can I get points? Sure. Uh, It is the name of the band, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to guess Van Halen. That is also no. incorrect. So it was. Purple, you said obscure. You think Van Halen's an obscure band? Dude, to the kids these I said, days, it is. I said Dexy's Midnight Riders and Flock of Seagulls, and you're going to guess Van Halen. All right, dude. So, uh, questionable guess there from Connor, but the correct answer was Oingo Boingos. Ah, damn it. So, uh, one of Mitchell's, one of a great Mitchell team name. Good riddance, Mitch. Uh, but yeah, so still 1-0 here, Hovey with the lead. Our next question features our guest here. Hovey brought home the EIG title in 2012 oh, with a 7-7 record, finishing with 1,281.4 points. Where did he finish in the point standing that season? And mm-hmm. that was when it was 10-team league. Hovey. Go ahead. Uh, seventh. 
That is incorrect. Connor, do you want to take a chance? Connor for the steal. I'm going to go – well, because he said – I was going to say third or fourth, but he went seventh, which means – I thought it was going to be super yeah, low. I'm not going to lie good. to you. Uh, I'm going to go sixth. The way this question goes. That was also incorrect. Six is incorrect. The correct answer was ninth. Wow. Yeah, nice. So nice. Joe, finished, ridiculous. Joe finished in first with 1,477.1 points. Jordan finished in last with 1,166. I uh, can't say I'm surprised there. But in the playoffs, Hovey scored 111.4, 114.4, and 124.3 points, um, the last total beating Spencer in the title. So uh, some strong playoff performances there from Hove, who sneaked I'll into tell the you right now, Spencer and I, Spencer and I have been good friends for a long time. And I beat Spencer was supposed to come work with me at the Seahawks game. That's when we were working there. Didn't show up. I was excited because we were playing each other in championship. He didn't show up. And then that motherfucker did not text me or talk to me for probably two weeks after I beat him. <laughs> and I asked him once he finally texted me back, I go, bro, how mad were you? He goes, well, I didn't talk to you for two weeks, did I? <laughs> Legitimately the saltest person I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah, so Hobie, uh, 2012 was when you won the title. You say and you couldn't remember earlier, so now there you go. Yep, there we go. 2012, so, dude, still relevant. Let's go, baby. Still, still 1-0 lead for Hobie here. Our next question, here we go. Uh, in 2013, uh, Connor was a first-time participant in the league. No, He replaced really. Chris, uh, who was off in uh, I didn't really Thailand getting diddled by Lady Boys. Uh, <laughs> Connor took over his team and finished 1-13. I, no, I, I didn't take 13. over his team. That's, 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 in, that's not factual. You guys came in together, didn't you? Okay, no, go uh, ahead. Uh, explain your case. Uh, if I remember this correctly, uh, Chris was – because we, like we had a house league with the guys at UW, which I did win. Um, but I always thought, you know, Curtis and I were the strongest players in that league. And it just kind of felt like, you know, we were ahead above the rest. So (laughs) when I heard that there was another league that, you know, possibly have some stronger competition, I obviously uh, bid on the chance to extend my repertoire. But Chris, Chris was already in the league. I believe he drafted, if I remember correctly. And then he said like, hey, let's share a team. And I was like, I don't want to share a team. That's really dumb. But he was uh, out of the country. So I said, sure, I'll like help set your lineup and stuff. But I, I, I would say my involvement was minimal because that team was garbage. All right. But anyways, you were involved and you finished 113. Uh, but going on with we, the question here. We finished one. Connor's top two scorers that year were both quarterbacks and both still active players, Andy Dalton and Matt Ryan. Connor's two leading non-quarterback scorers are also both still active. Frank Gore was his top non-quarterback scorer. Who was second? Connor. Go ahead. Uh, Adrian Peterson. That is incorrect. Hovey, do you want to take a guess? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say like Adam Vinatieri or some shit like that. Kicker? That is also yeah. incorrect. Wait, wait, can Dude, we keep guessing? Something like this is tough. All right, get... I'll give you guys one more guess each. One more guess? No, I mean, ugh. I'm thinking about it. Okay, um, okay I got it. Uh, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. That is incorrect. Hovey, one more chance. Damn, that was a good guess, man. Um, Jesus. Uh, I'll just say Adrian Peterson. No, it's wrong. I uh, can't already guess that, so that is also incorrect. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit, this I wasn't my, even listening. This is my favorite <laughs> question. I was watching a basketball game on TV. Sorry. This is my favorite question just, because deja vu. the answer is Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> there you go. 
who finished with 166.9 points as Carter's second uh, leading non-quarterback score. So Dude, that's that's where the love began. Uh, great pullback there, part of the All Meme Team. Gio Bernard, Gio Bernard with a big year in 2013. <laughs> uh, so Hobie's still with the lead, 1-0. Moving on to our next oh question. Uh, Hobie, no, Tristan, that's and McCory currently lead the EIG for fewest transaction moves this season with 10. Who holds the record for fewest transactions made in a season? How Going back to 2008? Going back to 2009. 2009. Uh, Hovey. Go ahead. I'm going to say Hayden. That I is, feel like he gives up. That's incorrect. Connor, Connor do you want to take a shot? I'm going to say Mitch Gelhouse. That is also incorrect. The correct answer is uh, no longer an EIG member. That's Kyle Watts. Who, Fuck, I knew it. That's what Who I was made thinking. three God, transactions in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> and to little surprise, he finished 1-13 that season. <laughs> I knew it was someone that gave up like after two losses. So it was either Hayden or Kyle. And I went with Hayden knowing you. I thought it was going to be Hayden. So, so Dude, uh, our next, can I tell a Kyle uh, Watts story real quickly? Go ahead. I met that guy probably 10 times and he always like introduce himself like it was the first time <laughs> i'll tell you another story he fucking hated going down to the seattle house and i drag him down there all the time oh really he's why like, he's like oh dude all you do is just sit there and drink with a bunch of dudes i'm like what are you gonna do go out there and fucking hit on hella girls like you're fucking five foot five ass please dude sit your ass down and have some fun all right <laughs> whoa whoa we're short friendly here okay Hobie? yeah we're short friendly but kyle watts is like oompa loompa short so let's calm down all right damn Hobie really dragging kyle there uh with his... i will i will say he is in my wedding so i'm allowed to say he's that's true that's true he's last all right just like uh, Hobie has black friends he also likes midgets so <laughs> I'm a diverse man, all right? Like, what can I say? <laughs> little I'm people. people. We I'm discussed a, this last people. week, Eric said I'm a, little I'm, people. I'm a, I'm a people person, all right? Exactly. And you uh, still have a 1-0 lead over Connor. Moving on to our next question here, which is also transaction related. What question is this? How, how much uh, longer do we have on this? We got uh, two more questions after this one. So three questions okay. left here. Thank God. Come on, I can, I can come with the 1-0 lead. So Eric, uh, me, myself, and Joe currently lead the EIG with 41 transactions this season. Joe set the EEIG transaction record in 2014, the EEIG's first year with 12 teams. How many transactions did he have? We have to get it exactly, or can we do like closest? I'll give the point to whoever is the closest. Fuck. Go ahead, Connor. No, you go first. No, you go first. You go first. All right, but none of this one point bullshit, all right? It has to be. All right, right. that's fair. That's fair. Um, You said you're at 41 right now? Yep. 63. Okay, uh, I'm going to guess on the high really side, high. to be fair. Uh, I'm going to guess 64. Ooh, what the I'm fuck? We said no way. I'm just kidding. I'm going to guess 90. 90. And the correct answer goes to Hovey. The correct answer was 60. So just three off Ooh, with this guess wow. of 63. Pretty good. Uh, he takes a commanding 2 a lead here uh, with just commanding. two questions left. So Dude, uh, Connor, the best he can do is tie. You and Joe might be on record to match or surpass that record. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so, uh, some, some, these are some tough questions here, uh, especially for Connor, uh, since he's d- d- back Marcus Abarcus. Uh, in 2007, <laughs> a few current members of the EEIG participated in their first season of fantasy football on NFL.com. Uh, Hobie, I can't remember if you were a member of this. I was not. 
Uh, I didn't. I wasn't even around for the first year. So my first year was 2009, uh, I believe. So uh, Jordan was in that league. He rostered the number one scoring quarterback, running back, and wide receiver that season, uh, but fell short of the title. Which players made up that trio? What year again? 2007. Seven. Fuck. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go first. Okay, Connor. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a rule. Hobie can't use any of my players. Okay. Uh, let's well, we're gonna kibosh that rule, but go yeah. ahead. Uh, I'm gonna guess Adrian Peterson. Okay. I've guessed him twice already. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Big Ben for quarterback because okay. I know Jordan loves Big Ben. Um, and then for a wide receiver, uh, let's see. I'm gonna say uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. All right. Uh, okay, so who did you say? I said Big Ben, Adrian Peterson, and Larry Fitz. Okay, 2007. Clearly, the I'm only go, old players I know are Adrian Peterson. Larry okay, Peterson. I'm uh, I'm gonna go Tom Brady, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, oh, fuck. and Randy Moss. All right, so Hovi actually guessed two of the players correct. Oh, Connor had zero, so Hovi correctly guessed Tom Brady and Randy Moss. So that was the was season. it Stephen Jackson? Uh, it was not Steven Jackson. The number one scoring running back was Brian Westbrook that season. Uh, and Jordan also really? Jordan also rostered Terrell Owens, who I believe was the number two scoring receiver that year as well. Uh, so, so I get a point for that, though. So, yeah, I'll give Hobie a point good. for that one. So our last question here. Better with four points. Uh, Jordan acquired Randy Moss before the season in a deal with Spencer. Uh, who did he trade to Spencer to acquire Moss? That year? Yep. All right, uh, Connor. Go ahead. You know, if I, I have three guesses with this guy, I'm going to make it four. He traded away Adrian Peterson. That is incorrect. God damn it. Kobe, do you, you have a guess? I feel like it's someone that's probably not that good. Um, fuck, man. I don't know. Uh, Steven Jackson. That is I'm also incorrect. I'll give you guys each one more guess and give you a hint. It is a quarterback. Oh, uh, Hovey, Brett Favre. That is incorrect. That's a good Damn. guess, though. Damn. Uh, Connor. Okay. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. That is also incorrect. The correct answer was J.P. Lossman. <laughs> so, Fuck um, you, Eric. Looking at some of the stats here, in 2007, J.P. Lossman <laughs> played in eight games. Fucking... <laughs> J.P. Lawless? What the fuck's this guy named? J.P. Lossman for the Bills. Okay. Uh and he played in two in 2007. He played in eight games. He finished with four touchdowns and six interceptions. And uh, as we mentioned, Randy Moss was the number one wide receiver. He caught 98 passes for 1,493 yards and 23 touchdowns, which was the <laughs> NFL single season record. Uh, so Jordan uh, really made out well in that trade. And uh, yeah, but still didn't win. So and, but didn't awkward. win the title. Uh, and that does it for EIG trivia. Uh, Hope you guys So I will that. say anyone that's coming on when you do trivia next, you have to call me in because I won this trivia. So I'm the defending champ right now. So if you do it again, you can't do this bullshit against Connor. You have to call me in. So which right. sucks for you guys because now I'm taking the title of trivia. I like that. Man. Hobie, the current EIG trivia champion. Um, if you think someone you can, step at me, if you yeah, think you can take him down, let us know in the Discord and uh, maybe we'll have you on uh, for uh, the next. Uh, session. If you guys enjoyed that, maybe we'll have to start doing it every week. Just drop a couple questions in, and uh, maybe twice a week, maybe three times a week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that does it for the segment. Hope you guys like that. But let's move on now to taking a look at the waiver wire, and also breaking down our matchups here. 
So not a lot uh, going on the waiver wire here, but the big thing we wanted to note is that yep. Ovi yep. spent yep. $8. He spent some money. Uh, Good job, Ovi. We knew you could do it. Your boy did it. it I spent $2 last week. Yeah, I was going to say, you did now. spend some money last week. So this is two straight weeks now that you've spent some money after holding on for most of the season. Watch Tell out, us. Boys. What what changed you? What has led you to now start breaking in that bank and spending okay. big? First of all, did I think I need to spend money this week? Absolutely not. Am I sick and fucking tired about hearing my name come out your guys' dirty ass mouths every single fucking week? Yes, I'm pissed about it. All right. I'll tell you right now. It just shows you right there. Okay, Erickson gets all mad every week. Oh my God. Nobody spent money on this person. I spent $50 on someone who doesn't even fucking play and then throws the fucking hissy fit. I'm sitting on the plane listening to the podcast fucking fuming that you guys are fucking making fun of me just calling me out whatever right i have to sit there silently and just do nothing just stare out the fucking window at the deep abyss of life all right and erickson just gets mad this is the point that he gets mad about every time well i don't understand why anyone doesn't spend any money when someone else could pick them up and make their team better i don't give a fuck about that if my team's doing well that's all i care about right which they have been. So why do I feel like I need to drop money on people? I'm sorry I didn't spend $190 on Wayne Gallman just to get hurt two weeks later. You're right. I'm so I'm so mad at myself about that, right? When really, I got the bank. What if someone fucking gets hurt, two people get hurt, then we're deep in it? Then I'm going to spend the money at the end of the year. Who knows? You never know what's going to happen these next couple of weeks. Is it probably going to happen? Nah. But... I'm I'm in third place right now, second highest score, and I've spent ten dollars. All right, it's not that I'm not making pickups. I'm just waiting for the slim pickings after seeing you idiots spending money on these people, picking up my people on the back end, and winning games. So like that's why I just wanted to spend the money because one, I spent money last week because it was for a defense that we weren't going to get until Thursday, so I didn't know if someone was going to take them. Did I really think that anyone was going to take the Titans defense? Now. So I put in $2 just in case, right? This week, I spent $8 because my tight end's on buy. So I was like, whatever, fuck it. I'll just spend $8. If I don't get him, not that big of a deal. I'm just going to pick up someone else. And you guys can rip me on it for not getting someone for $8. It's like, oh, no. Like, it's not the end of the world. I don't care, right? It's just I'm proving a point at this point where, like, you don't have to spend money to do decent in these types of leagues right now if you're good at drafting to begin with, like I am. So sorry exactly. I have faith in my team. So. so big middle finger from Hovey to all you guys. Damn. He picks Not up to Gerald all you Everett. guys, but mainly you two. Like, no one else <laughs> has said anything to me. You two are the main ones that have said something to me. The, the whole league's Erickson been texting that, me. And uh, it's mainly and Erickson that's talking shit to me. And then we hop on Xbox together, and he's like, oh, yeah, man, that sucks. And then I listen to the podcast when it comes out, <laughs> and he just fucking absolutely risks me. The motherfucker doesn't have the Erickson. stones. He doesn't have the stones to say it to my face. But yeah, he'll rip me when I he knows I'm probably not listening. That's in quotes. I did air quotes because I've listened to every podcast. So it's bullshit, bro. I just get called out for the stupidest shit. Can I just and say it, one thing, though? I am so happy me. that the questionable for Sunday podcast is affecting how the managers are playing fantasy football. I love that. Why? Because I, I spent great. $8 when I had no, $200 I just think in my bank account. Yeah, we, uh, we Jesus it. Christ. No, no, no. <laughs> like, oh, he put 200 dragons in my pants. 
the oh, fact you mean that like how triggering I'm getting? People's decision making, I think, is hilarious. Like, I mean, we're just we come up here. I come here every week, dude. I fucking just you know, I just spew shit. I don't even remember what the fuck happened. Like, I totally forgot about me and Joe's bet. Truthfully, how do you forget about a hundred dollars? Like, I mean, so whatever. I'm just coming out here having a good time, and then it's like people are like, "Oh shit, Connor made this point. I should definitely, you know, put this player in my lineup." Or, "Oh shit, I should pick." If some you say up. anyone to go pick up on the waiver wire, I think you should go pick up. I don't listen to you. And I'm definitely I will well, yeah, pay you, you have like I will 10 pay you money. I will pay you money to take that person away from me if you say to go pick them up. Like Erickson, he comes off a little like somewhat smart, you know what I mean? And he was actually winning, so I'm like, maybe I'll listen to him because he looks at this shit probably all day at work when he's sitting at home working remotely, not doing shit for Microsoft right now. He has exactly. all the time in the world to look at this stuff. So maybe I'll listen to what he says. Connor, I believe you have a full-time job and you work decently hard. I don't know. And probably, you know, but I don't know. I just, I don't, you guys have this janky, you know, you guys put together a janky thing and I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do my thing, right? And it's worked out so far. So might bite me in the ass. So far it hasn't. I, I love that attitude. Can I just say that's probably the best compliment we've received since starting the podcast is that it's janky. I love it. I love jankiness. All right. It's great. Like the fact that you guys asked me on for a second time is shocking. All right. Connor wasn't even around. He's like, fuck this. I heard Hovey's on. I'm going to put Chris on my immortal <laughs> enemy. So I'm not even going to do it. I, I, I reach out to you to invite you to my wedding. You go fuck off. I'm never coming to your wedding, which is cool. I thought it was a prank, dude. I thought you were going to send me like a pie or something. Like, I thought, dude. I was going on. <laughs> yeah. That's where my mind goes. Well, you asked for my address. You you weren't like, hey, come to my wedding. You're like, hey, what's your address? I, I like, literally oh, just take people and go, what's your address? And I, the only, I'll tell you right now, all of my friends sent me their address right away. You did too, whatever, right? The only people that ask me, why do you need my address are people that I worked with. <laughs> I just, and I'm like, what the fuck do you think I'm going to do? Like, what the hell? I was just like, Jesus Christ, no faith whatsoever. All right, but look at our waiver wire here. Sorry. No. I went off a little bit. You're good. Uh, it's better than what we're talking about. Are you exactly. You don't want to listen to our advice anyway, but uh, not much going on to waiver wire this week. Uh, defenses were the two highest pickups. Uh, Steelers defense picked up by Ben for 21 bucks, And uh, Chiefs D also picked up by Ben for $9. Uh, so Ben spent thirty dollars for two defenses there. Um, maybe, I love that play, by the way. Thank you. Maybe he's looking to next week. Uh, I'm assuming, but uh, not. Well, really Steelers sure. have a pretty good couple matchups upcoming, but this week they do not. They're playing the Rams, um, and the Chiefs are on Thursday night. I forget who they're playing, but playing the Titans. Yeah, he's probably just going to play the Chiefs just one week and then drop them. I guess. Yeah. So uh, those are our two highest mm-hmm. scores. We mentioned Hobie spent eight dollars for Gerald Everett. Uh, the next highest bid there was three dollars. So. Uh, not a huge difference there, so a nice get there for Hobie to fill in his bye week tight end. Uh, but let's move on to our best pickups now. Uh, Connor, who do you like as the best pickup? Sure. I actually put the Steelers D for this. I think uh, they have a pretty good schedule um, next couple weeks. Actually, I was rostering them along with the Browns and the Ravens defense just last week. Uh, there's a common thread with all those, AFC North. Um, I'll get to play the Bengals. But uh, when I heard that T.Y. Hilton – was going to be out. I wanted to pick up some Colts wide receivers and I was planning on playing the Browns last week against the Broncos um, and then the Ravens uh, this week. So I figured I would just drop the Steelers and see if I could pick them up. But, and I did put in a bid for 10 bucks, but I was overbid 
So that's, I think it's a solid pickup by Ben. Mm-hmm. All right. My pickup of the week I like was uh, Ola B.C. Johnson by Curtis for $2 um, with Thielen out for who knows how long. Uh, Ola B.C. Johnson will be the player who fills in at his spot. Um, he's already had some success there this season. So uh, for $2, I like the pick. Uh, Hovi, uh, you don't got anything on the sheet here, but you got a pick you like? Yeah, I do. Um, I actually wrote down Hunter Renfro um, by Spencer was my favorite pickup. Uh, he's been getting a lot of targets lately. Yo, I picked um, up Hunter. I know you did. And then you dropped him pretty much True. the same day. So True. he Spencer got him for $0, which I like because I was actually thinking about possibly going for him. Um, the last two weeks, he's been killing it. He's been a big, big, uh, you know, been utilized big in the offense. And I, I think that's a that's a good pickup by him. By him. So um, I like it. Well, I mean, we'll have to see moving forward how it goes. But so far, the past couple of weeks, he's done well. Yeah, and for free, uh, as you mentioned, $0. So not a lot of hurt there if it doesn't So I just want to know, my one question that I actually wrote down is Hunter – jeez. Um, I said – yeah, whatever. Connor, why <laughs> why did you drop Hunter Renfro? That is a good why question. Why did you pick him? You paid money for him, correct? Yes. And correct. then you dropped him? Why? Yeah, so, well, he wasn't my first choice. So, uh, going into the waiver wire period, I only had $10, and I put all of that on the Steelers. And then my mm-hmm. backup was to pick up Hunter because he was on my radar just for like two bucks. Um, but mm-hmm. after I didn't get the Steelers and I got Hunter, who I think is definitely playable – I was just looking at my roster, and I don't—I didn't really have a good defense to play next week. Um, I, I forget who the matchups were for the Ravens and Browns, uh, or maybe it's the week. Uh, yeah, next week I just didn't like it, and I was looking at my team, and I have a lot of like uh, middling wide receivers who can kind of go off at any time. So Hunter Renfro was like my seventh wide receiver, and I felt like I wouldn't play him over anyone really that I had. I mean, I wouldn't play him over Calvin Ridley. I probably wouldn't play him over Zach or Pascal. Um, and so I just figured he wasn't really necessary and, you know, obviously I could have held on to him with, you know, and buy into that sunk cost fallacy, but I figured, you know, I needed a team or a defense next week. So, uh, I dropped, picked up the Redskins. Got so it. Connor, you're now rostering three defenses. Uh, I got to ask, what is the point of rostering the Browns defense at this point? If you're going to play the Redskins next week and the Ravens this week? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. So obviously, like I just said, uh, playing the Redskins this weekend and hopefully the, the Ravens the week after. So the Browns actually have a pretty nice schedule. Uh, they play Miami and they play Cincinnati. They play Miami week 12 and Cincinnati week 14. Um, I really like those matchups. So that, that's why I stopped. I don't think they're a solid defense, but given how bad Miami and Cincinnati are, I think they could be playable. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm just surprised you think that you're actually going to be playing in Week 14 to play the Browns defense, uh, but we'll have to see you there. Uh, Connor, let's go to your worst pickup of the week. Wow, dude. Uh, my worst pickup is actually right right back to Ben. It's the Chiefs for $9. You know, I understand why um, he picked up the Chiefs. He needs them, like a defense to play this week. Steers have a uh, – I think they're on. Who are they playing? Or are they, oh, yeah, they're playing the Rams. I already said that. Uh, but the Chiefs don't have a good defense at all. Their points are inflated by that one Thursday night game against the Broncos. So their per-game averages are a lot lower than um, it shows on ESPN. I just feel like 9 bucks is a lot of money. I mean, obviously, we're pretty deep into the season. He could have put in it for $0 and got the Chiefs. So I just think it was a, kind of a big overpay. Yeah, and for me, uh, not, I mean, there wasn't really any terrible pickups this week. Uh, just looking at it. I'm a little confused at Jordan picking up Daniel Jones. Uh, the price was $2, that's whatever, but uh, that Jones is his third quarterback rostered. Uh, 
I mean, I guess he's maybe giving himself some insurance for Jacoby Brissett this week. That yeah, might probably. be the only thing. Um, but looking forward, uh, you know, Brady's probably going to be a star the rest of the season. Um, I guess if Jones, if he's in there for his Brissett insurance, that makes sense. But probably a move he could just kind of wait to make, maybe roster a player at a different position who could get opportunity because of an injury or something like that. And then if he has to pick up uh, Jones later in the week. Um, but I, I think just I'm... can't believe he put in a bid for Brian Hoyer. That's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. I guess um, maybe just going for the backup there. I think maybe there's some other quarterbacks he could have got uh, in his place that may be better. But well, that um... bid goes through if someone takes um, Daniel Jones and Ryan Tannehill, which is a crazy outcome, right? Imagine if someone picked up Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Uh, looking at this, uh, Jerry picks up Reggie Bonifon for zero. Uh, McCaffrey's handcuff. Um, so, Connor, were you kind of, you know, maybe a play you wanted to roster, but uh, you any worries there with Jerry having the handcuff to your number one guy? Um, no, to be honest, no. Uh, the way I see it is that, you know, my team is built around Christian McCaffrey. Um, if he gets injured or misses time, my team's going to be terrible, and I'm not going to prepare for my team being terrible. All right, and uh, that's going to do it for the waiver wire pickups. Uh, let's yeah, see. my worst pickup was the oh. Chiefs, too, so nice. My bad there, Hovey. Uh but you heard it there, Chiefs D. So Ben with a good pickup and a bad one, but uh, – Maybe he'll prove us wrong with his double defense theory there. I uh, got a couple announcements to make. One, uh, just a reminder that November 22nd will be the trade deadline. And uh, don't forget about the end of the year party, the EIG meetup <clears throat> on December 21st at 6 o'clock at Art Marble 21 in South Lake Union. And as said before, Connor's going to be buying the first round. Uh, so make sure you get down there and be there um, right around 6 so you can take advantage of that one. And that's, uh, once again, that's December 21st at 6 p.m. at Art Marble 21. Do we know why Why did we choose Art Marble 21? Yeah, that's a great question. We chose it because I asked Eric for a good place to go in Seattle. I'll tell you a great place to go. Um, it's this place. The Ram? It's in Everett. No, it's in Everett <laughs> on Evergreen Way. It's this nice, quaint bar called Sporty's Bar and Grill. Uh, it is a phenomenal spot if you like trashy bartenders and yes. sports and darts, pool, whatever. So I'm just going to throw that out there for uh, consideration if anyone wants to change it. All right. I'm uh, going to have to swing that one through the commission, but uh, <laughs> we'll get some feedback on that one. I'm kidding. Dude, I'm on, I'm on their website right now, and uh, it looks like it's from the 90s. It's all HTML. It looks like my oh, MySpace page. I'll tell you right now, it is a UW bar, which is awesome. And so they have a bunch of old school like UW memorabilia. It's a trash bar. I was I was making a joke, right? Plus, right next to Art Marble Twenty One is um, uh, the Putt Putt place too, right? Flat stick, yeah. So oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. We can, yeah. It's literally next door, so we yeah. can head over there and get waxed. Some people can get waxed on the uh, Putt Putt course if they would like to. Exactly. So looking forward to that one. So don't I already waxed earlier, so I'm good. Yeah, nice. you already told us that, so that's uh, good to know. Those good pictures you sent, too. Good job. <laughs> but uh, let's wrap up the pod here with our previews of Week 10. And uh, I feel like we got to – oh, first, let's look at the standings. Um, the guests and myself are currently tied for first at 31-23. and 23. Uh, Joe with the perfect 6-0 last week, and I went 4-2. and two. Connor, as we mentioned earlier, 6-0, $100 winner. 
he's now improved to 28 and 26. Uh, but looking at our first matchup here, I feel like we got to jump with this one first. Uh, the two hosts here, Eric and Connor, taking on each other. Um, I don't have the preview up right now, but I'm getting it. I believe Connor is currently projected to win. But yeah, so I'm projected 114.9 to 114.4. Um, Connor, I'll start with you in this one. Yeah, I mean, every week I take myself, and this is no exception. I think I'm going to win. Um, you know, I had a couple really good waiver wire pickups. I had a couple guys who I've been sitting, you know, been sitting on my bench who are not contributing. Uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit uh, with the recap from last week. I just traded for a running back who I can play. I feel like my team's really coming into form. Um, Mohamed Sanu got traded away, so I think that kind of helps out Ridley's value as well. McCaffrey's just going off. And uh, I just think my team's pretty solid right now. I really wish I had the Steelers defense. That might bite me in the ass. Um, but I, I really believe in my team. We're, we're a solid bunch. And I think I'm going to get the dub. Yeah, sadly, I'm going with you in this one as well, Connor. Um, you know, I'm just my team kind of on the downswing a little bit lately. Um, some buys hurt me this week. DJ Chark and Sonny Michelle, two starters on buy for me. Um, who knows about David Johnson? He's currently projected 14.2 points, so it sounds like ESPN thinks he's going to play, but you just kind of never really know with him. He may decide to suit up on Sunday and then not really get any carries, or he could play well. Um, who really knows? He's kind of a wild card for me at that point. Um, but I just like some of your matchups, especially McCaffrey going against Green Bay, soft run defense there, so I think he's going to be able to take advantage. Um, so I'm picking against myself, going with Connor. Obi, who do you like? Yeah, uh, I just want to ask, is that the first time – Anyone's picked against themselves, or have you? Um, has, I picked has, against myself the in week one. Okay, but and it's just, what are the guests? Wrong. Like, I don't think any of the no one it? person did. I forget. Really? I was thought it, Joe said. Jerry. I, I think thought it was Joe Tristan. said last week. Tristan. I thought Joe said last week that no one's done it. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. Joe's full of shit. Yeah, he is. I I heard his math. It's fucking terrible. So yeah, I seriously. don't believe anything. Routing errors. Um, no, I'm actually gonna. It's gonna be a clean sweep, guys. Sorry, I'm gonna go with Connor this week. Um. <laughs> I went actually four and two when I was on last time. So, um, but I, I just like, you know, Christian McCaffrey, like you said, Matt Breida, but that San Francisco offense, the Seahawks defense isn't the best. Um, Calvin Ridley, like you said, he's a good, good play. Um, I actually do. I don't think you personally are going to have to worry too much about not having the Steelers defense. I think the Ravens defense is good and uh, they're playing Cincinnati this week. So what we'll to see, because I believe there's talk about AJ green coming back. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I heard something about. Yeah. I'm not sure about this week. Maybe the week so, after. So I mean that that might Maybe. open it up a little bit too. But they benched Andy Dalton, right? So they have their backup quarterback in. So it's kind of we'll have to see moving forward. But I do feel like if David Johnson does play, and then Damian Williams is so if or not that if he has a decent game, kind of like he did last week, I think that Eric really has a shot. So I think it's really dependent upon your running backs this week. Moving forward, I think Michael Gallup is a good play. He's been solid lately. Travis Kelsey's great. So I think this is, I mean, truthfully going to be an extremely close, close play. But I think that uh, Connor's going to irk it out a little bit. And, you know, honestly, about, speaking of Damon Williams, I mean, I actually am not, not too high on him. I mean, if you take away that, like, 90-yard touchdown run, he had, like, like, what, 11 carries for 30, 35 yards? I mean, it's not the greatest efficiency. And uh, do you know if Pat Mahomes is coming back? I don't know. That's what I was just going to say. If Maybe if Mahomes comes back, that can give their offense a boost. Maybe he can take advantage there. Um, really, Williams Robert is the Woods, best I got right now. What's he been doing? Jesus. 
Uh, not great. You know, some decent matchups for some of my receivers, so maybe they can take advantage there. But, uh, yeah, it should be a really close one. Obviously, the projections think it's going to be close. Uh, Connor favored by half a point. Uh, Connor, do you want to throw a bet on this one? Uh, yeah, man. You want to put five bucks? Let's do ten. Come on. All right, let's do ten. All right, I mean, 10 I just bucks bought a hundred. I'm fucking rich. Exactly. You're already free rolling the season essentially now. So, uh, ten dollars on the line with this one. Um, but let's move on to our next matchup here. Go to our guest here. Hovi's taking on Joe. And uh, currently, Hovi projected a slight underdog by two points. Joe projected to win 118.4 to 116.4. Let's give it to Hovi to predict his matchup. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with myself. Uh, my team's been doing really well lately. Um, I know that I have some people, but I got Michael Thomas back this week. Um, my running backs are the only thing that's a little scary. I do have Latavius Murray in my in my slot right now, which, I mean, it, it really all depends on, you know, Kamara. Like, if, if he's going off, if, if he's going to play and he's healthy, then that's going to – I might have to make some changes there. Um, if he's not and, you know, he's not going to play or he's only going to take half the snaps, I feel like it's going to lean slightly more in, in Murray's favor that it's going to help me push it forward. Um I do like some of my matchups a little bit and I have been in some talks and I will let the league know that my running backs are pretty trash. So if anyone has anything that needs some wide receivers, anything like that, please hit me up. Um, I have been in a couple talks lately, so we'll see kind of what happens before the week starts. So hey, Hobie. So, yes. Can I interest you um, in a trade for Rex Burkhead? Oh, I would love Rex Burkhead. Thank you. Oh, so really? Much. I will give you um, the rest. I'll give you ten dollars off of my my bankroll that I have left if you if you'd like for Rex Burkhead. I'll have to think about that. I mean, I'm a big <laughs> fan of sexy Rexy, so let me get back to you. <laughs> Fuck right, off, with Rex Burkhead. Still trying to get, negotiate that trade on there. Uh, I am also going to take Hovey this week. I think Hovey's, like he just said, he has a couple really good matchups, uh, like Mike Evans against Arizona, Tom, Michael Thomas against the Falcons, um, Jameis Winston against Arizona is another good one. I think Austin Eckler is going to be fine. Uh, Joe Mixon, that's that's tough. Um, I guess my question I have for Hovey though is if Latavius Murray. Um, if you actually don't want to play him this week, like let's say Alvin Kamara comes back in full force, who are you going to sub out or sub in? Um, to be honest, probably Golden Tate. Golden Tate, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, yeah that that's probably my next my next go to would probably be Golden Tate. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't have my. I don't. I'm not looking at my bench or none. No worries. I mean, you but, do have yeah. Kenyon Drake. I mean, if David Johnson doesn't suit, yeah. Up, that well, if he doesn't be- suit up, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm kind of assuming that Johnson's going to play and so is Kamara. So it's kind of that that's where it's tough is almost like, do I put Drake in there instead of Murray? Like as of right now, um, I'm a very late tinker. I wake up early on Sundays and kind of read it. So I know that you had said something, I think uh, like last week or two weeks ago where it was like, Oh, hope you didn't, you have this in your bed. And like, I just had, I didn't change it before the podcast started. So I'm, I make moves pretty late up until pretty much game time. No, that's so fair. I mean, we make our predictions yeah. like day after waivers. So it, yeah, you know. no, for sure. And so that's why, like, when you had said that, I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to play that. <laughs> like, I'm trying to do something with that, you know. So um, for me, it's kind of a game time decision. I wake up early on Sundays and and try to just really finalize my lineup from there. And then looking at uh, Joe's team, uh, I haven't really been impressed with Robbie Anderson this year. Um, and if Alvin Kamara doesn't play, I mean, this actually could be a, a total blowout. I mean, he'll have to play maybe Kalen Balaj. Uh, and then, I mean, in the flex, I, I really am not a huge fan 
of uh, who's got. So I mean, this could not be. This could be a not close game, depending on if Kamara plays or not. I feel like it all kind of depends on David Montgomery too, right? I mean, like the last couple weeks he's been doing super well, but before that it's been kind of iffy with how well he's going to do. Marlon Mack, I mean, the same thing with the Indiana. It depends on if Brissett's going to play, what's going to happen there. Um, to be honest, unpopular opinion, I don't know if this is or not. I'm not the biggest fan of Dak Prescott, like just as, you know, because all around as a player. No, no, no. I like him as a human being. That's fine. Um, but I'm just mean like just – Fantasy wise, like I don't, I mean, he's good and all, but I just feel like there's there's a couple flaws and he's not as good as uh, personally. I don't know if this is true or not, and this is an idiot saying this, but like I just don't think he's as good as everyone hypes him up to be. And that's the thing is like John Clayton was in love with Andrew Luck and he was good, but he's always hurt and whatever. And I didn't think that he was God's gift to earth like John Clayton did, which again, don't take anything I have to say. With anything, just personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Dak Prescott as a player. Yeah, so I'll have to see a big quarterback matchup there. With uh, hope he has Winston against Arizona, so a good matchup. Prescott against Minnesota, maybe a little bit tougher, but their defense has been a little susceptible to pass. Well, we um, all know Arians is coming back home, and he wants that victory. So exactly. they're going to be good putting point. up some good points. So, and I'll, I will say for any of you that have not noticed or anything, since I've won the league back in 2012, which we just found out. I'm my biggest thing is the quarterback to wide receiver combo, like the quarterback to number one wide receiver. That's that's what I love because the year that I won it, I had Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. That's the year I'm pretty sure Drew Brees set the the record. And so like Jameis Winston to Mike to Mike Evans is like I love that because then I'm just getting double the points if he throws a touchdown to him. So um, I don't know why I just love it. So I'm just giving you guys some insider scoops from the third place person right now. If any of you want to take that to heart. So exactly. And uh, going in a good matchup against Arizona. So some big uh, potential there in that uh, combo. Uh, I don't know. Buda Baker's coming in tough though. Exactly. Go dogs. Uh, but sadly, uh, Hovey, I'm going to go with Joe in this matchup. Wow. Uh, I do think Kamara is going to play this weekend uh, and especially a great matchup going against the Falcons. Really like that there. Uh, Joe has Chris Godwin, uh, so the other end of that uh, part of that wide receiver combo with Winston um, going against Arizona, like his matchup. I just really like his running backs, all three of them this week, Montgomery, Kamara, and Mack. I um, think they're going to get some good output. Um, while, as, as you kind of mentioned, some kind of question marks at running back. Eckler, not really sure what you're going to get each week. Went, uh, Mixon has scored touchdowns the last few weeks, but his uh, yardage hasn't been great. And uh, Latavius Murray or whoever you decide to go with there. Um, Murray obviously could be limited by the opportunity, but uh, who knows with Kenyon Drake or Murray, if their starter in front of them is ruled out, uh, can end up being a good start and uh, I can end up being totally wrong. Uh, but I am going to go with Joe. Uh, but let's move on to our next matchup here. That's uh, what we've labeled as our game of the week. Um, it is uh, waste management presents the dumpster bowl. Uh, Jordan is taking on Chris, uh, a pair of two and seven teams. Currently, uh, Chris doesn't have his lineup complete, so he's projected a, a big loser in the projections. Jordan projected 115.6 uh, to 68 for Chris. Um, Chris really hurt by the bye weeks this week. That's why I'm going with Jordan. Chris with four starters on bye. Hopkins, Duke Johnson's, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, and his kicker, Jake Elliott. Also, Brandon Cook's out with injury, uh, as well as Benny Snell. Um, so Chris's team really beat up this week. I'm going with Jordan. Uh, Connor, who do you like? 
Um, I think that in this matchup, there are no winners. We are all losers. When you have uh, two terrible teams fighting it out for scraps, um, it just has. To, it just goes to show about the uh, the distribution of talent in this league. And you know, maybe we need to prune the tree a little bit because it's uh, it's been a little uh, lacking in some areas. But in this particular game, I got I since I predicted myself to win, the opposite theory predicts that Chris will lose. So I will be taking Jordan as the victor. All right, Hovey, wrap it up. Is this sweep? Yeah, it is a sweep. I'm going with Jordan. Um, I don't really think there's a question. I think Jordan's team isn't that bad. He's fighting for that that point spot like you guys bet on last week. So um, I'm going to go with Jordan. All right, clean sweep for Jordan there. Looking at our next matchup, we got Jerry taking on Curtis. Uh, Jerry projected 117.9 to 110 for Curtis. Hovey, let's stick with you. Who do you like? To be honest, I'm I'm going to actually go with Curtis this week. Um, I really like – I mean, Russell Wilson's been playing out of his mind. I know he's playing against a tough San Francisco defense, but, um, I mean, just – he's actually been running this year. He threw five touchdowns last week. Like, I really like that. I mean, Lamar Jackson's playing against Cincinnati, so that's a huge matchup too. But um, I'm honestly a big fan of uh, Curtis's running backs this week. I have heard rumors of a trade that might be possibly going down which could sway it, but as of right now, um, I think Kenny Galladay is a good play at wide receiver. He's been playing well. Stephon Diggs, he's up and down. I mean, he could go off one week. He could not do anything like we saw last week. So it's kind of a, an up and down, but I'm, I'm actually going to go with Curtis this week. Uh, Connor, what are you thinking? So uh, I'm also going to take Curtis. I'm calling this my upset of the week because uh, obviously Jerry is a very good team. But I really like all of Curtis's matchups. I, I like uh, BZ Johnson as well, and all of his players are very solid. The only concern I have is him playing Josh Reynolds, and it's a pretty tough week for him. I mean, basically, Curtis's entire bench is on bye, so that's it's a pretty tough. Actually, it's kind of impressive he's able to roster such a strong squad, considering. Um, and looking at, you know, Jerry seems he has to play Alexander Madison, which is uh, not someone you want to play as your RB2. So maybe there's going to be a, a change at running back for Jerry before the game starts. But uh, as it stands right now, I'm going to go with Curtis. And uh, I'm actually going to go with Jerry here. I just really like him because of his receivers. Uh, all really good matchups this week for him across the board, I think. Um, and yeah, Curtis kind of hurt with some buys. So some the flex plays are kind of this high upside guy. It's kind of boom or bust. Uh, while it's Jerry and his flex, he's got Hunter Henry and Cooper Cup. So I like those that consistency there. Uh, so I'm going to go with Jerry to keep the winning streak rolling. Uh, looking at our next matchup here, we got Spencer taking on McCory. And Spencer currently projected the, the favorite, 99.2 to 82.6. Um, Connor, I'll start with you. Who do you like? Um, I am going to have to go uh, with Spencer this week. Sorry, Mac. Uh, I just really like who he, uh, his running backs. I mean, Derrick Henry against Kansas City is a nice matchup. Devontae Freeman's been underperforming, um, but, you know, he could go off against New Orleans. And, uh, yeah, he's playing Hunter Renfro, and I'm a big fan of Hunter Renfro. So I got I to gotta give it to Spencer this week. Hobie, who are you taking? Yeah, I'm going with Spencer also. Um, I mean, as much as I – you know, I mean, his running backs are super good. Um, like I said, is there might be a trade in the mix, which is going to make his receiving core that even that much better, which I'm assuming he's trading for receivers. So um, I, I think Spencer's going to come out 
of Victor, and he he needs the points, and he's trying to make moves, and so I I like Spencer in this matchup. Yeah, I like Spencer this one as well. Amac really hurt by buys and injuries this week, so uh, he's got Minshew, Philip Lindsay, and Leonard Fournette on buy. Uh, he also has James Connor and Adam Thielen both potentially out with injury. Uh, well, so I mean, down- he should probably drop Minshew anyways, right? He's not even starting. Didn't they say Nick Foles is starting yeah, this week? Nick so yeah, Nick play. Foles. So he loses Minshew. Yeah. He does have Jared Goff in there. Um, yeah, not bad. Yeah, down, you know, four starters, and uh, you look at his current running backs right now: Frank Gore and Trey Edmonds. Uh, not too much to get excited about there. Um, um, although we do have to give a quick shout out because uh, you in particular and I a little, we definitely trashed trashed the Trey Edmonds pickup. Um, and he was actually definitely a playable running back last week. So um, I guess apparently, Eric, you and I are in, are not necessarily infallible. Exactly. Uh, you know, Edmonds also banged up this week, so not even sure if he's going to be able to go. Uh, Connor, or sorry, McCory really needing James Connor to probably be active this week and playing for him to have uh, much of a shot against Spencer there. Um, but that's a, a clean sweep across the board for Spencer. And uh, looking at our last matchup here of the pod, we got Ben taking on Tristan. Ben currently projected to win 116.1 to 99.5. Uh, I'll start with Hobie. Who do you like? Yeah, I like Ben in this one. Um, I think his matchups, I mean, I think he's just, his toughest thing when it comes to like the running backs is like, are you going to start Aaron Jones? Are you going to start? you know, Jamal Williams. I don't like we had talked about earlier. I don't know if he could start both of them. I don't know. He's going to put into his flex, but um, he could potentially start both, but either way, I mean, I, I like his matchups a lot more. Um, Josh Jacobs has been great this year. It's been a, you know, awesome potential for rookie of the year, which is cool to see DK Metcalf has been killing it. So um, I like his matchups quite a bit more. I mean, Marvin Jones has been going off the past couple of games. Um, and Todd Gurley for, for Tristan, it's just he's been such a letdown this year. You never know what you're going to get out of him. And Le'Veon Bell, same thing. I mean, playing for the Jets. So this week, I'm, I like Ben. I'm going with Ben as well. Just uh, think his team is better across the board here. Um, Tristan had a good week last week, a lot better than I was expecting. But uh, I think he kind of falls back down to his usual this week and uh, loses to Ben. Uh, Connor, wrapping I mean, up here with our last prediction. Uh, it's going to be a sweep of taking Ben. Um, ben, I think Ben and Jerry, both their teams have been on fire. <laughs> really. Love it. Love it. Uh, and I think that, you know, those guys, they're coming for playoff spots. I mean, I would even say Jerry's a lock, and I think Ben will be a lock soon. Um, and, you know, Tristan, he's, he, he, you know, I think his team did pretty well last week. Um, but unfortunately, like Kobe just touched upon, Gurley's not – doing that hot he's got a tough matchup this week and Le'Veon Bell's potentially injured um so it's going to be a little bit rough from some of his star players so I'm going with Ben all right that's does it for the week 10 predictions and that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast um as always thank you guys for listening thanks again to Hovi for joining us today thanks Hovi thank you for by, having dude. me boys thank you for having me first time we've been together on the podcast so it is it was fun good to talk to you also, I wanted to give a shout-out here to my pops, Ralph. He turned 67 today. So, Damn. happy birthday to Ralph. Happy birthday, Ralph. Ralph the man. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, we'll catch you guys again next week, and I uh, hope you enjoyed.